podcast coming your way. This is episode 364. Today we're doing a special podcast on fasting. Now we did a different one on fasting, but this one we have some updated information that we wanted to share. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into it. Steve Smee here and Rick, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. So, you know, the way that we're going to approach this podcast, guys, we're going to give you, we're going to tell you all about fasting. Um, a lot of people don't really know much about fasting. So in this episode, we're going to kind of get into it. Um, the first thing that we're going to talk about, let me, let me pull this up here. So back in 2016, there was a Nobel Prize in medicine given to a uh, Japanese biologist called Yoshinori Osumi. And he won the Nobel Prize. That's the biggest prize you could possibly get in science. That's like getting the Academy Award, okay, for, for being an actor. That's like the best award you can get. So what happens is uh, fasting activates what's called autophagy. So that helps slow down the aging process and has a positive impact on cell renewal. So that was what he proved. And then two out of the past three years, there's been... Nobel Prize winners in medicine for the same exact thing. So, so let's kind of talk about autophagy. And the nice thing about autophagy is we don't, we can actually accomplish autophagy through fasting. So if you're eating meals every two hours, every three hours, every four hours, you're never going to get that autophagy magic. So what we know from the studies is that autophagy will start around the 17 to 20 hour mark of a fast of not eating. Rick, jump in. Yeah. Yeah. And just to jump in here, guys, uh, when we're talking about autophagy for the bodybuilder, for the person out there trying to lose weight, the part of it or the main uh, aesthetic part of it that we're looking for is to get that skin tight again. You've seen many a pictures and probably know a few people that have lost maybe or maybe a hundred pounds of body fat uh, doing, and even not maybe 20, 30 pounds of body fat doing the, the chicken and fish with vegetables. And although they lose the weight, the skin hangs, hangs quite a bit. When we're discussing autophagy and fasting, it's the only way to get your body to suck that skin back in. It's the only way for you to get a, a tight look to your skin again is to is to have your body take, suck that skin in. Um, the only way your body will suck that skin back in is if you're in a fasted state where you're not even consuming a small amounts of protein and that you are consuming no protein, no calories for extended periods of time. A good example that uh, I like to bring up is if you've ever seen some of the documentaries uh, where they showed uh, people that that survived the Holocaust, the, the, these victims, their their skin is is tied to to their bones. You, you don't see anybody with sagging loose skin from having lost all of their body fat because they were essentially forced fast. They were starved, and with that, what happens at that point is autophagy takes over. Your body begins to to take in and, and repurpose some of these proteins, and that's why you get these cadavers, the, these, these poor folks with their skin right up tight to their, to their body. They, they were overweight and, and fat people then too. And uh, we're women with breasts too. But when you see these images, 
the skin is is tight to the bone because autophagy took over and it, it sucked the skin in to repurpose that protein for other purposes. So that that's when we're talking about aesthetics is kind of what, what, we're, what we're discussing. All right, guys. So listen, at the end of the day, we can, uh, we can argue all these facts. We can argue this, argue that. So the bottom line is, why are you listening to this podcast? You want to be able to enjoy autophagy yourself as a weightlifter, as a bodybuilder, all that good stuff. So at the end of the day, what do we know about autophagy? Uh, Rick summed up a lot of stuff, but the benefits of autophagy are cell renewal in the body. It can be anything from the stem cells in your stomach renewing. It can be your spine cell, the, the cells around your spine renewing. It could be um, cells that are in your body, like cancer cells actually being dying. And that's why this guy got so much recognition is because he showed that, wow, instead of going to chemotherapy and zapping the crap out of these cancer cells, you can actually kill the cancer cells simply by fasting and creating that autophagy in the body. So how, how amazing is that, that we can actually accomplish this? And I'll tell you, I dated a nurse and she worked in a hospital, one of the, the best hospitals, okay, in the area. And the doctors she worked with actually fasted. That's, that's the amazing thing. They knew about this stuff uh, before a lot of other people did. But now podcasts and other stuff, we're actually able to share this information. So how does it help you as a bodybuilder to enjoy autophagy? Well, injuries, a lot of these nagging injuries that you've had for years, you could do a prolonged fast and hammer away at those injuries. A lot of situations where you... Um, are in situations where you, you know, you're sick, your immune system, by regenerating these cells in your body, you're basically killing off the old cells and creating new cells. So these white blood cells that are in your body, after about 48, 72 hours, start dying away, and then they start regrowing stronger ones. And you can confirm this with blood work, by the way. If you guys think that I'm full of shit and you guys want to argue this, that's fine. Fast, go get blood work after about three or four days, and you will see your right white blood cell count drops. Now, to someone who looks at things one-dimensionally, if your white blood cell count drops, that's not a good thing. But if you think about this in the big picture, it is a good thing because what's happening is you're killing off all these weak old cells in your body and you're able to grow new ones. And another cool thing is your muscles have, have cells as well. So can you imagine killing off these old tired cells in your muscle and then growing new ones? How cool would that be? So I think, I think it's fantastic. I've done a lot of these prolonged fasts, fasts, longer than three, four days. And each time I've done them, I've noticed a nagging injury would go away. I noticed little things like my eyesight would improve. And if you actually research this, you'll see other people who've actually fasted who have reported some really amazing benefits, like their eyesight went from being off to back to 2020, just from fasting for four, for four or five days. 
This stuff is really amazing. And if you can tap into this, it's really amazing. So if you're, even if you're a bodybuilder who's listening to this and you're like, oh, this isn't for me. I like to eat every two hours. I like to eat every three hours. I like to eat seven, eight meals a day. Even you can benefit from this because you can keep that diet. Okay. And then let's say once a month, go ahead and do a two or three day fast. And then once or twice a year, go ahead and do a five or 10 day fast. And then go back to the way you regularly eat. That would be the best way to kind of tap into this. Even if you're a bodybuilder who eats all the time or something, that would be a way you can kind of regenerate your, your cells and regrow your cells. And over time, you will actually gain more muscle by doing that just on the cells. So that's autophagy, number one. That's the number one benefit of fasting. It's not fat loss. It's autophagy. Remember that. Because you're going to read a lot of stuff, you can hear from a lot of people that say that fasting doesn't do anything for fat loss long term, blah, 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 blah. If you want to do this for fat loss, it works great for fat loss, which we're going to get into. But the number one reason for doing this is the autophagy benefits. And that, my friends, has been proven with a Nobel Prize winning in medicine two out of the past three years. So we know that happens with fasting. So anyone who wants to argue with it, they're not going to be able to argue that. Rick, any, anything you want to add on autophagy? Autophagy is real. It's real. And it's the only real way to bring your skin back, especially if you're coming down from having been really heavy, from having had, you know, big belly, big beer bellies, whatever your, uh, your situation is, uh, fasting, fast your face off is the only way to get that skin tight. And yeah, while you're going through it, you'll you'll feel as though you're losing muscle mass. Your muscles get a little bit flat because uh, they start to they start to uh, release some of their energy as well. Uh, but it's part of the process. We're doing this for health, uh, so yeah, you're gonna have to go through periods where you're not all, all bloated and muscular to get that skin sucked back in. But then when you refeed again and, and you and you lift hard and you jump on the sauce. Uh, you're going to look great. You're going to look good. You're going to look great. Incredible. So autophagy on, on the skin, I keep going back to that. Um, Steve's mentioned all of the other benefits of it, the health benefits, the, what it does for you internally. And yeah, this is why um, the fasting lifestyle is, is something that Steve and I have stuck with now for quite a while uh, because of all these benefits. All right. So next one we're going to do is fat loss. Cause a lot of you want to fast because of fat loss. So Listen, at the end of the day, it's not the caloric deficit with fasting that causes the fat loss right off the bat. That needs to be said, because, again, when people want to argue this, they always come back with, well, you can just eat in a deficit and you'll get fat loss. It's the same thing. That's not why fasting works for fat loss. Fasting works for fat loss is because you're reversing the insulin resistance in your body. Now, most of you listening to this are insulin resistant. We live in a, in, you know, North America or Europe. We, we have, you know, we have money to go buy food. We can eat what we want when we want to eat it. We have a refrigerator stock. We have a pantry stock. We can go to a restaurant anytime we want, et cetera, et cetera. So we've built up an insulin resistance. Use anabolic steroids that builds up an anabolic and an insulin resistance as well over time. So most of you listening, including the way I used to be, was insulin resistant. So after about two to three hours, you get hungry. You go hypoglycemic, you'll need food. That's not normal. That's not the way we're supposed to be, okay? And the ironic thing is if you have a pet at home, a cat or a dog who, who is hypoglycemic like that, 
the doctor is going to want to, your vet is going to want to fix it. But when you yourself are that way, nobody cares. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a human being. I guess let me just live an unnatural lifestyle. But here's the bottom line. If you want to reverse insulin resistance, if you want to reverse type 2 diabetes, fasting is the answer. Because when you fast, you actually will boost insulin sensitivity in your body. I'll give you an example. I used to be um, back when I used to bodybuild and power lift. I used to eat the whole eight, eight meal a day thing. I used to eat tons of protein. I used to, I used to do that. Okay. My uh, uh, blood sugar levels were in the 130s. Once I started fasting, done a prolonged fast, it went from the 130s to 69. It has not gone over 80 since. So I was able to reverse my insulin, sense, insulin resistance. And basically, I went from being a pre-diabetic type 2 diabetic to, to not having it, literally from doing a fast. And from the data we've seen and from the guys, the anecdotal data we've seen from guys who have done it, you can actually cure your type 2 diabetes by doing a prolonged fast. It may take a couple times of doing it, and you will have to stick to a fasting protocol, okay? But you can actually wean yourself off the diabetes medication and insulin by doing this. But if you're going to try this, you need guidance. You need to be working with a doctor who specializes in this sort of thing. And there are doctors out there that do. Um, so you're going to have to over time drop because what's going to end up happening is you'll be still taking your diabetes medication and run into a diabetic coma. So you don't want to do that. So be very careful if you plan on doing it. But those of you who are listening, many of you who, who, read, who test your blood sugar levels, your levels are probably 100, 110. Okay. Because you eat a lot of food, you eat very often. You got to get that fixed. So again, you can still stick to that diet that's fine. I'm not going to tell you to get off of that diet. But what you need to do is you need to fast. You need to do some five-day fast, some 10-day fast a few times a year. And then you need to get that blood sugar down. And then you can continue eating the way you want. So this is another example where people who argue, oh, bodybuilders shouldn't fast. Again, they're wrong. You should be fasting if you're a bodybuilder. This will keep you from becoming a type two diabetic when you get into your forties and you'll look back and you'll thank Steve and Rick for, for convincing you to do it. Tell us, talk, talk to us about yeah, a little the, more about, yeah. This has already happened. This is already well documented of, of men reversing uh, their type two diabetes uh, through intermittent fasting, through uh, time restricted feeding. I mean, it is a thing. Obviously you really do want to work with a doctor on this, a doctor that's willing to, work on this with you. And he might not be in your area. You might have to find a doctor in your state that's far away and, and telemed with him uh, through Zoom. Telemed is a real thing. A doc can see you through Zoom and, and have a consult with you and just make sure you do it properly. But yeah, it is a thing. It, it has been done. It's been documented. It's, it's pretty solid by, by now. The type 2 diabetes can be reversed uh, um, and cured with, with fasting. Yeah. And I didn't want to go on a tangent about fat loss. So with fat loss, with fasting, I, I'll give you an example. I did a 19 day prolonged fast. I was already lean when I, when I started that fast, I lost 14 pounds. Now, if you're a heavier person, you do a 19 day fast, you're going to lose more than just 14 pounds. You know, so you probably lose, you know, a pound, pound and a half a day. And will you gain that back when you come off the fast? You will gain 
a chunk of it back, yes. But you will notice you won't gain all of it back if you continue to fast. And it's not because of a calorie deficit. The difference between doing a calorie deficit crash diet and actually fasting is, is very simple. Because when you do a calorie deficit, your metabolism, your metabolic rate will drop. So the largest study ever done, which I'll link in the podcast notes, 50,000 obese females, 50,000 obese females. They did a caloric deficit for seven years. Sounds like the kind of parties you like to go to, Steve. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be a good group <laughs> session for sure. That'd be like more to love. But after seven years, what's funny is initially they lost weight, but over time, they actually gain everything back. So they ended up being at the same place and a, and, and a percentage of them actually ended up gaining weight by eating a caloric deficit. Why is that? Because when you eat in a caloric deficit every day, your me metabolic rate drops, your body's like a furnace. So instead of doing that and crashing your metabolism, fasting will not crash your metabolism. In fact, with fasting, your metabolism and your metabolic rate will stay the same, plus it will increase in some people. So you will be that, and then what I said before, the insulin resistance, that you will reverse and become insulin sensitive will cause you to basically lean out and continue leaning out, leaning out over time if you just continue doing the fasting and eating properly. So it has nothing to do with eating in a deficit. That's a huge myth out there that I see even people who do intermittent fasts on the forums, I have to argue with these people because they don't get that concept. It's not that you are eating less food when you intermittent fast, you can eat the same amount of food, the same amount of calories, the same exact foods in a smaller window, and you will lose weight versus someone who eats throughout the day spread out. That's the way our bodies work. And I'll explain that to you in a second, but I'm gonna let Rick jump in and Rick can kind of get into this a little more. Yeah, I call it kill the hunger. Uh, that's that point when you reach that point where you're not hungry anymore where you actually have to kind of remind yourself, oh, it's feeding time. I've got to go eat. I call it being addicted to the, to the simple energy, being addicted to the fast energy. And so you get used to the, these uh, six meal a day meals and you're miserable the last half an hour, 45 minutes going into the meal on that caloric deficit. And that goes away once you kill the hunger. Once you've actually done the time-restricted feeding long enough, once you've included fasting, two, three days of just water fasting, no calories into your regimen, you won't be hungry anymore. You won't, you won't be as hungry. Now, here's a, here's a good warning, though. Just like any addict that is addicted to a substance, alcoholic, whatever it is, that gets off this stuff, if you ever relapse, you, you, you'll go hard. That's what addicts do when they relapse. Sometimes that's when they OD. And so if you've been fat dude eating all the wrong things for extended periods of times, maybe for, for a good portion, most of your life, and then you get into this grind of fasting a couple of days, two, three days a month, and just keeping your calories down to a small six hour window, and you do all of this, what could possibly happen if you leave that grind if you get back to eating normal if you allow yourself to slip up 
you you might you might end up being worse off than when you started. So you really have to make this a real lifestyle change. Make it something that you can do and sustain long term and don't ever leave the path because chances are you might you might go back to eating the way you did that that got you really bad out of shape and got you in a lot of trouble to begin with. And you, you'll binge, you'll binge pretty, pretty hard. So that's, that's something to keep in mind as well. When you adopt this lifestyle, it's, it's pretty, in my opinion, it's just effortlessly to stay lean. It's pretty effortless to stay lean. Now, once you've killed the hunger and you can go a day or two without eating per month and you can go and just eat in a small window you, you're not sitting here struggling for your weight. You're not, you're not sitting here having to do cardio every morning for, for a long time uh, just to see some results. It's pretty effortless, guys. I mean, like, like you could almost stop working out and still look lean as fuck. Like, it's effortless. But at the same token, it's also slippery slope back down to eating like you were before and, and going back to looking like shit. There are four things that determine fat loss and fat gain. Four things, and it's not calories. Your body doesn't know what a calorie is. And a lot of people out there, they don't, they don't believe me on that. But think about it logically. Your body doesn't know what a calorie is. Your body doesn't know that it's getting 300 calories, 500 calories, 1,000 calories. So what are the four things? It's hormonal. When a woman gets pregnant, she starts gaining weight rapidly. Even if she eats the same amount of food, she gains weight rapidly. Why? Because her hormones are changing. She has to gain the weight to support a baby. So there's four really hormonal related things that determines whether your body stores or burn fat. Number one is insulin. And we know that word. If you listen to this podcast, you know about this word. When you eat food, specific types of food, sugars, carbs, proteins, your insulin will rise. Certain foods will spike your insulin more than others. But at the end of the day, fat, pure fat will not spike insulin. So that's why people do the keto diet. And that's why when you're fasting, you'll notice you're in ketosis, even if you're consuming pure fat. But I'm getting off track on that one. The, th the key thing with insulin is when insulin is elevated in your body, your body's going to store. When insulin is down and glucagon is up, your body's going to burn fat. So when you're fasting, your insulin is going to be low and your glucagon is going to be high. So that's what we want. We want to put your body there if you want to burn fat and you want to control insulin and you want to balance insulin. That's what's going to happen when you in introduce fasting. The second thing is mTOR. mTOR basically is a pathway, central regulator of metabolism and physiology. So again, that, that word metabolism the mTOR is going to determine a lot of things. It's going to determine how your tissues, your brain, diseases, diabetes, obesity, depression, all that stuff. That's why people who fast notice their depression gets cured. Their mood improves. You feel mellow. Part of the reason you feel mellow is the GABA, which I'm going to discuss in a second. But then there's two more. There's cholecytokinin, and that's a hormone that's secreted by cells that stimulates the release of bile into the intestines. And that affects the pancreas. So again, we go back to the pancreas. The pancreas is the thing that produces insulin. If your pancreas is being overworked, you're eventually gonna become a type two diabetic. So that's what happens when you fast, that's the, that's the benefit. The last one is peptide YY. 
And that's a peptide, that's a hormone as well that is secreted from the endocrine cells. So that also regulates obesity in the body. So these four are the main reasons that you're, that when, if you're overweight and you can't lose weight, these are the four reasons why. It has nothing to do with calories. It has nothing to do with calories. It has nothing to do with counting your macros, if it fits your macros. None of that shit is real, okay? People who, who push that stuff, you know, they don't get it. They're just skinny guys who eat like shit and get away with it because they're skinny. It doesn't mean that it actually works for them. But we know from studies that it's hormones that determine that. So bottom line is, to keep things simple, if you fast, you control those four hormones. And if you put the right things in your body, you control those four hormones. If you put the wrong things in your body, then you're not. So what are the right things? Natural foods, lots of good fats. Those are things that most people don't get any of. Vegetables, fruits, good sources of, of protein. Those are our good things to put in our body. Processed junk, sugars need to be avoided. You put that in your body, it's not gonna end well for you, okay? So those, those are the keys. So if you can get that down and eat the right foods and get fasting done, you will, you will not be an overweight person anymore. It just cannot happen. Um, I, at the end of the day, our bodies are smart, okay? Our bodies are gonna store what it thinks it needs in the future. So that's, that's the way it works. So it makes much more sense to focus on fasting for, for weight loss than focus on crashing your calories and being miserable. Because fasting is way easier than, than doing that. So yeah, with that, I think I covered everything, Rick. Um, did I miss anything that you want to touch on before we get into types of fasting? Because we really need to talk about that. Well, I told you the start of the podcast, you, you prepped for this one really well, and I was going to give you the dance floor. So I think you're doing a good job, man. Yeah, Keep give me going. the dance floor. Yeah. And let's Keep get into types of fasting because I, I discuss it in my ebook guide. Okay. I discuss it. And um, I go over Steve, that. Tell, tell guys how to find your ebook on, on Amazon and, and how to get it. What do you search for? The easiest way to find it, if you go on evolutionary.org, Steve Smee, and you can um, click on my signature and I have a link to it. It's called, if you want to look up, it's called the No BS Fasting for Fat Burn Handbook. And you can look that up on Amazon. No, the No BS Fasting for Fat Burn. And guys, to be honest with you, you know, I'm not looking to make a buck off of it. I mean, literally, I make a buck off each sale. That's how much Amazon pays out. But if you message me on the forum or post and say, Steve, I want your fasting ebook guide, I will send you a free copy by email. That simple. So I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make a, a dollar off of uh, each book. So I'm just trying to, you know, share information. I don't really care about that. So yeah, just hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI, and just tell me, hey, can you send me the ebook? Here's my email address. I'll send it to you. No questions asked. So here's the thing I want to get into, how to fast, because a lot of people don't understand that. So there's different types of fasting. It's really a shame that people just, you know, that don't know about fasting, just assume that fasting is intermittent fasting, because the benefits of fasting come in after 20 hours. So if you just intermittent fast every day, that's great. It's going to be really good for your gut health. It's going to work some magic on your gut. Your, your gut's not going to be digesting food all day, but it's a shame 
that you're not going to experience that autophagy, which happens after the 20 hour mark. So every hour you pass that 20 hour mark is you doing a great job for your body. So let me kind of go over what happens while you're fasting. So at the 12 hour mark, your growth hormone starts kicking in. So anyone who wants to say that fasting causes muscle loss, I say that be careful to, to assume that. Because what happens is, remember I said about the autophagy on your muscle cells, that's a factor, but also growth hormone will start kicking in at the 12 hour mark. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Growth hormone, free of charge. You don't have to inject it. You get it free of charge if you just fast more than 12 hours. And it accelerates for five days to a, a super high level in your body. You will have growth hormone levels higher than they were when you were a teenager if you fast. For five, for five days. The next thing that happens is sugar to fat prioritization for getting energy as no food seems to be coming, your ketones start building up. You can get ketone strips and piss on them. If you start noticing ketones, you know you're in ketosis. For most of you listening to this, you're in pretty good shape already. It may take you going into that second day to start getting into ketosis. For me, because I'm in top shape and I'm used to fasting, and for someone like Rick who dry fasts, it's going to take us probably about three days to, to start getting into ketosis, which is fine, you know, because we're experienced. Um, a lot of you will, will probably, if you're out of shape and you're overweight, you'll notice you get into ketosis much quicker, literally by the end of the day, because you're used to eating so much food. 17, 20 hour mark, that's when autophagy comes in. What I said at the beginning, those are when your cells, your cancer cells go bye-bye that are in your body. Bye-bye cancer cells. Your good cells recycle, your white blood cells start to diminish in your body, and you get a hell of a boost in your immune system when that happens. White blood cells, good for your immune system. When they come back stronger, you get a boost in the immune system. The next one, serotonin increase, 24 hours. After two days, you're going to be like, whoa, I feel high. It's going to start feeling good after two days. That's that serotonin kicking in. You got other benefits. You got the BDNF production that starts kicking in. What is BNF production? That's in your brain as well. That's, that's your, your brain starting to change the way it operates with certain things. So you'll start noticing little things happening like, wow, I can think clearly now. That's amazing. Some of my best articles I ever written was during a prolonged fast for that reason, because my brain is really clicking. You'll be able to think amazingly well. That's why you talk to the best writers in the world, Rick. They will say they can't write after they eat food. They can only write when they're fasting. And that is why, because it clears your mind. 36 to 48 hours into it, GABA. That's when you start getting the GABA, the calm, the calming down. The GABA will calm you down. You're going to feel mellow. You're going to feel chill. It's an amazing feeling. Great opportunity to go do some yoga after that two days starts. You will feel so chill and relaxed. You'll feel like a hippie from the 60s. You'll be like, it's like you're smoking pot. You'll feel that euphoric feeling that is impossible to describe unless you do it. Three days later, 72 hours, stem cell activation. And that's when the, the white blood cells start recycling. So when the white blood cells start recycling, you get fresh troops, immune system starts boosting. 
what an opportunity to do a fast during a pandemic, which will be with us for the next year or two. What an opportunity to clean up your immune system so you don't get sick, right? That's fasting, the magic of fasting. Stem cell activation in your body. He, you want to heal injuries? Fast for 72 hours or more. That's when the magic starts. You'll, you'll heal up your injuries. You'll heal up, heal up your gut health. All that stuff happens. Also, your stomach, okay, your digestive system will start shutting down after about two or three days. When that happens, okay, that, that's your, now your body can take that, that energy that it uses for digestion and it can transfer it over to other things. It can start working on other things in the body that need to be worked on, like fixing your organs, fixing your gut health, fixing your stem cells, destroying cancer cells. It can start cleaning everything up because now you're not wasting that energy on digestion. Isn't that cool? I mean, that, and that's why you have so much more energy when you're three days into a fast. Your energy levels skyrocket. Your adrenaline is sky high. Your heart rate is sky high. Not sky high, but your heart rate is elevated because your body is working like crazy. It's healing everything in your body. So that's where the magic starts. So as far as how long to fast, if you want to tap into this stuff, five days is going to be the, 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 the amount of a fast that you want to go if you want to do most of the healing. And then you can extend it. If you feel good, you can start going six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days. I went 19 days and I still felt great. I could have kept it going. I chose to stop it at 19 days. But, you know, my recommendation for everyone listening to this, do a 24-hour fast from dinner to dinner, try it out, okay? It's gonna be difficult at first because you're used to eating all the time. But trust me, just push through it. Make sure you, you drink water, you hydrate. And lots of times when you drink the water, it's gonna eliminate any hunger pains or whatever. You're not really hungry. It's your body basically playing tricks on you, but you're not really hungry uh, if you don't eat for 24 hours, unless you're starving to death or something. And then see how you feel. Try to go overnight, do a 36 hour, try and then see how you feel. If you feel good, keep it going. Go 48 hours, 36 hours. The thing you want to watch out for, okay, in a water fast, when you're, you're obviously you're drinking water throughout, get good quality water, get spring water. Don't use filtered water because it's filtered. You can add some salt. You can add some cream of tartar. Those are some electrolytes that can help you balance things out. Don't overexert yourself with exercise. If you want to heal your body, don't exercise. Just sit around and chill and let your body heal itself. But if you just care about fat loss and you don't care, then go exercise. I exercise on my 19-day fast, but my five-day fast I just completed a couple of weeks ago. I did not do any exercise. I did not sweat because if you start sweating, you're going to lose a lot of water because when you're fasting, your body's flushing out a lot of water. So you want to be careful when you're fasting. I, like I said, guys, this is a lot of information. Like I said, you're going to want to check out my e-guide ebook because I explain it more. Come on the forum, start a thread about fasting if you got more questions and I'll answer it. My recommendation, if you are out of shape, if you're obese, don't do a long fast without supervision because things can go wrong and you're not going to know what to do. Also, if you're doing a prolonged fast and you get diarrhea, you throw up, you have really bad such things like dizzy spells or blackouts, you need to break the fast. Because fasting is not about, I'm gonna fast for five days. 
for high water. That's not the way to fast. That is not the way to fast. You got to take it one day at a time. See how you feel. If you feel good, keep it going. If, if you're uncomfortable, that's not a reason to break your fast. But if you're throwing up and you have diarrhea, that is a reason to break your fast. So you have to be careful on a fast because like I said, your heart rate and your adrenaline is going to go sky high and your heart may not be able to be in good enough shape to handle it. So it really depends on how good a shape you are, but you're going to want to start out slow. Don't jump into it too deep. And again, you can contact me for a consult and I can help guide you through a fast if you need that. Um, day to day, we can, we can definitely get you fasting safely and get through it. You wanted to jump in, Rick, or you want me to keep going? Keep it going, man. I'm listening, brother. Keep it going. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, guys, let's go over, let's go over, uh, fasting. Let's kind of take a step back. Uh, uh, there's about 2 billion people in this world that fast for religious reasons, for cultural reasons. They fast. Um, if you, if you have any friends that are Muslim or Jewish or Catholics or something, there's certain times of the year they fast all kinds of religions, Hindus, Buddhists, I can name every religion. They fast. All right. Um, and then culturally, a lot of cultures around the world, there's uh, blue zones around the world. And those are the healthiest places in the world. Uh, Okinawa, Japan, where Mr. Miyagi was from, they fast regularly. Icaria, Greece, it's an island off of Greece. They fast six months out of the year, not six months straight, but in total, they fast six months out of the year. So these, these people, they don't have diabetes. They don't have obesity. They don't have cancer. They don't have heart disease. They live 20 years longer than, uh, than we do in the United States with all our advancements in medicine. So they must be doing something right. The key common denominator in all these blue zones around the world, okay? And there's one also in the United States, Loma Linda, California. There, there is a blue zone. It's in South California. What these communities all have in common is they fast. That is the one common denominator that they have. They don't eat the same foods. They don't eat the same food. Some of them are, are vegetarians. Some of them eat meat. Some of them eat dairy. Some of them eat beans. Some of them eat potatoes. But the common denominator they have is they fast. That's, that is the biggest common denominator they have. Um, and it, and look, look, at, look at what they're doing. Uh, look at their, their community. So animals in nature, and Rick, you're, you, you can talk about this. All, your, all the animals in nature, every living organism fasts. It can be a small animal, a big animal, a dinosaur, anything. They fast and they fasted forever. Instinctually, they fast. Your dog, your cat at home, domestic animals that you have around your house, they fast. Your fish in a bowl, it fasts. It may not eat one day. That's it fasting. If it doesn't feel well, it fasts. That's our natural way. But we're so damn smart, aren't we, that we don't fast. We have to just eat food all the time. So this is why fasting is so important in the Western world, because we have to tap into that instinctual ability, that animalistic thing that, that nature has made us do. And you have to do it, whether you're a gym rat or you're a top level bodybuilder. If you want to be healthy, you have to fast. You have to correct you know, the over excess of food that you're putting in your body. And that's why we do it. And a lot of people say, oh, it's catabolic or you're not getting nutrients when you fast. 
And you know what I say to that? I say, no shit, Sherlock. That's the point. The point is to not get the nutrients. It's the, that's the point of it. You have to give your body a chance to fix what is inside it that is ailing. You have to. If you keep throwing food at your body day in and day out, your body never has a chance to repair itself. So it's very important that you guys just think about this logically. Look at the studies. I'm gonna link, I'm gonna link the information in the in the podcast notes. And just think about this. When Rick, when Rick got me into uh, fasting five years ago, I had fasted before. And I had guys on my podcast talk about fasting and the, and the old podcast I used to do with Trevor back in the day. And they'd come on. But when Rick told me about it, I have a lot of respect for Rick. I think he's a really smart guy. I was like, shit, Rick's a fucking, he's a big motherfucker and he's ripped. Maybe there's something to this that I'm not understanding. I was skeptical. And then I started researching it. And I was like, shit, this is a weapon. Why am I not doing this? And that's when I started to do it seriously. I had done it before when I was younger. I would do all kinds of different types of fasting, but I never really understood what I was doing. But after learning about it and seeing the science and seeing the data, I was blown away. So then I started telling people about it. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And a lot of you are probably looking at us like we're fucking crazy, you know? And people are like on the forums coming and attacking me for saying it. But listen, at the end of the day, you can be closed-minded or you can be open-minded. So look into it, guys. It's a weapon. I tell my clients, even clients that compete, I tell them about fasting and I tell them this is a weapon that you can use rather than being slamming down your carbs and being miserable. This is a weapon that you can use. So back to the types of fasting, a lot of people do time restricted eating or intermittent fasting and that you would eat two to six hours in a window every day. Then there's the 24 hour fast and the 48 hour fast and, and the days of prolonged fasting. So you can start doing the time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting, try to eat in a two-hour window, four-hour window, six-hour window. Once you get that mastered, you'll notice this isn't so bad. The first couple of weeks is going to be tough because you're so used to eating every two hours. It's a habitual thing. You're going to go to your refrigerator, open the door, wanting to eat. But then after two weeks, give it two weeks, guys, three weeks at the most, your body will change. And you will, after that, have no problem eating in a two to six hour window. Then from there, do the 24 hour fast. Eventually, at the end of the day, how long should we fast as gym rats and as bodybuilders? You know what? Once a week, do a 24 hour fast. And then during the week, it, do time restricted eating, intermittent fasting most of the week. I pretty much do it every day. And then you want to get in a one or two good, long, prolonged fast a year, and you'll be good to go. If you can get in every three months, a nice long fast, that's beautiful too. So, so for me, I like to do a Monday to Friday fast every month or two. That's what I like to do. And then if I feel good going into the weekend, I'll can keep it going. 
So that can be pushed to five days, 10 days, 15 days, if I feel like it. So that's where you want to start, guys. Um, yeah, jump in, Rick. A lot of bodybuilders and steroid users get so afraid of losing gains. Oh, I'm going to lose my gains because you're not going to be eating for a few days. And, and yeah, you're going to look flat a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of it. You look flat after three days of no calories, but it's tightening your skin, which is going to make it make your muscles look more impressive. It's helping like, like Steve was just went into in detail autophagy. Uh, when you come off of, of the fast, it'll be easier to get leaner because of your insulin response. So, yeah, you are, in essence, you're, you're not going to look so great for just a, a couple of days so that you can look even better later on. You know, it's like having your car in primer, <laughs> something along those lines. I mean, it's not looking great right now, but the end result is going to be better, uh, not only externally, but internally. So if you're a steroid user, you definitely should be fasting two to three days a month. And it's going to mess with, with your look, with your kind of bloated, puffy, uh, muscles, puffy, uh, steroid look while you're depleting in calories. But man, are you going to look great after? And if you do that continuously, if you over a year that you fast a couple of days a month, uh, you've got a full, almost, almost a full month of water fasting added up. That's a good bit of, of time where that skin tightens when your body can repair some of the damage you're doing with the steroids already. So don't be afraid of losing a, a little bit of, you're not losing permanent gains. You're losing some of that puffiness. You lose the permanent gains if you stop working out for weeks, months, but just cutting calories back for, for a couple of days. It's just that, that, that short-term energy, that short-term carbs that are filling the muscle up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just don't, don't be afraid of it. Yeah, I mean, when Rick first told me about this, like I said, five years ago, you remember our conversations? I remember it. And you told me about it, and I was just yep, like, yep. really? I was like, what? Rick fasts? He doesn't look like he fasts. I was like, man, I think when I think of fasting, I think of Gandhi, a guy, a little skinny guy starving himself to death trying to stop a war in India. But that's not what fasting is, guys. There's a difference between fasting and starvation. Fasting is a weapon that you can use in fitness and in bodybuilding. And no, you're not going to lose your muscle. I have a 19 day fast that I did and I'll link it in the show notes. I didn't lose muscle on that 19 days. I would argue I gained muscle in the 19 days. I have proof of that. I have proof. I have the actual numbers where I actually lost 5% body fat in those 19 days. And I gained 1.1% of lean muscle mass in those 19 days. And I have clients that I put on long fasts who have the same results as I did. So it works, guys. It's the growth hormone. You will not lose muscle. You will lose water out of your muscle. That is true. You will lose muscle. You will use water out of your muscle, but that's water. It's not muscle tissue. There's, there's a difference. Muscle tissue is real muscle. Water is is not real, is not real. That's just fluff. So the water will come back when you come off your fast. So the water will come right back. Don't even worry about it. The muscle tissue will get recycled and you will come back stronger and your muscles will look better as well. 
anti-aging with fasting. Fasting is anti-aging. Rick got into it at the beginning of the podcast. Your skin will feel better. Your mood will feel better. Your GABA levels will be better. Everything. Your brain will function better with fasting. It's a, it's a weapon. It's, it's very anti-aging. I think it's a shame that so many people are closed-minded on it. Because when, when Rick got me into it, like we're to the point where I'm, I got obsessed when I get over, when I, you know, think about, talk about something or do something, I go all in. So when Rick told me about it, you know, I was like, shit, you know what? I've been fasting before and it was, pr- it was pretty good, but everyone says, you, you know, you shouldn't fast. It's, it's catabolic. It's, you'll lose muscle. You lose strength, but I did it, you know? And I was like, man, this shit works. I was like, shit, this shit works, man. You know? So don't be closed-minded guys. Like try it, try it. And a lot of people are going to, are going to slam you for it. Family members, friends, you know, they're going to, they're going to slam you for it. But then, you know, when you do it and you get used to it, they're going to see that it's working for you and they're going to, they're going to want to get into it too. So it's, it's a really cool thing. I love it. You know, I love it. It's, it's really amazing thing uh, to fast. And, you know, you guys, after two or three days, when you're prolonged fasting, you don't feel hunger, hungry anymore. Your hunger is gone. Once you get into that ketosis, that deep ketosis, you don't feel any hunger. You don't even want to see food. That's, that's how you're going to feel on it. You're not going to want to eat. You're going to feel so good on it that you're not going to want to eat and, and screw it up. So just hang in there the first couple of days. If you want to do a prolonged fast, Hang in there a couple of days. Once you get over that hump, it's it's all downhill. You get you get a little bit of euphoria, especially doing the dry fasting. Uh, the first couple of days on it, it's a euphoria. Like it's got to be like being high or something. I mean, it's it's very pleasant. Uh, but I mean, it's it's just an experience, and definitely it'll change your life for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I mentioned the dry fasting in my ebook a little bit. Rick is a big dry fasting person. So with dry fasting, you're not consuming anything, even water on a dry fast. So that, guys, experience, experience, experience. Don't jump into trying to do a one or two day dry fast. You know, stick to the water fast at first, get the hang of it, learn about it. And then once you get experience, you can mess around with the dry fasting. Dry fasting is doubly effective you'll get double the results. But again, with dry fasting, make sure you're monitoring yourself at all times. And if something goes wrong, you need to break that dry fast with, with water. Don't kill yourself because you didn't listen to your body. Bone broth is great. Bone broth is great to break the fast though, dry fast. Yeah. So how do we break a fast? Listen, guys, at the end of the day, you can either make homemade bone broth. Do not buy bone broth from the store. It's got garlic. It's got onions. It's got spices in it. Horrible idea. It's going to go right through you. Make the bone broth at home. And then melon. Melon is great to break the fast. You got to keep in mind when you break your fast, it's going to go in through your mouth and out the other direction. There's nothing that's going to stop it. So you better be near a toilet and you better book a maid service to come the next day because it's going to get messy. Remember, your digestive system is shut down. It's shut down and the body is repairing itself. So look, that's what happens. And then the next day, your digestive system comes back to life and you lose the benefits of fasting. But you, whatever you did, you know, did, did some good. So that's what happens. Your digestive system shuts down completely. So it's going to go when right you, through you. Yeah. When you first uh, have some liquids uh, after a, a dry fast, 
your mouth cramps up, your tongue cramps up. You get cramps, uh, not painful, but just very weird. Something you've, I've something I'd never felt before. These weird kind of cramp feelings in the back of your mouth and the back of your throat uh, from having not had anything, not even, not even toothpaste. I mean, you want to do it right. You want, you got to just brush your, your teeth dry and you're not eating anyway. So, you know, just run floss through them and brush it dry. Don't even put a little bit of water or toothpaste in your mouth if you want to do it right. And I mean, you'll get through it. And then when you finally do that bone broth and you get that first liquid into your mouth, you're going to feel real tingly, real kind of a little cramp sensation, a little cramping sensation on your tongue and the back of your throat. It's just, just the new experience. Definitely. Um, I like dry fasting much better for, for the actual benefits of autophagy and just to feel better, heal injuries. I mean, it, it's something else, man. Dry fast is, is definitely, once you've done a fasting, water fasting, and you've done it enough, you can jump into dry fast and you're going to be really, really happy with, with how you feel while you're on it and also with the results. Yeah, I'm, I just want to get into, too, what happens on a fast. And because uh, someone asked this on the forum and I have to answer it. So he was saying he's on he was on like a day three, day four of a fast. He woke up in the morning. His heart rate was elevated. His heart rate was up to 85. It's usually like in the low 60s. And he wanted to know why that happens. So first off, that's normal. OK, when you're fasting, your, your heart rate can get elevated certain times of the day, especially in the morning when you wake up because you're really, really dehydrated. So you want to make sure during the night, you're going to wake up to pee. Okay. You're going to be pissing more than you're taking in. So that's, that is the difficult part of fasting, believe it or not, is, is getting in those liquids because it's really a pain in the ass to have to piss all the time. So I, I carry like a cup everywhere I go <laughs> this way, you know, when I have to go to the bathroom, I just piss in a cup. But what happens is in the morning, um, you know, you're so dehydrated when you wake up, you've been basically getting rid of so much uh, water all night. Uh, those ketones basically are being pissed out. The fat's getting pissed out. So your body is reacting. Your body's adrenaline goes up. And that's your kind of your signal to hunt. That's your hunt signal. I got to go hunt. I got to go catch food. So what you want to do when that happens is make sure you hydrate really good. and then. Keep an eye on your, your, um, your heart rate. It should start dropping um, back down to earth, and then it should not be a problem the rest of the day as long as you stay hydrated. So for me, that's what happens with me. Now, now your, your side effects might be different. Everyone has uh, going to have different side effects. That's my personal side effects. I'm a thirsty guy. Um, I live in a hot climate, and um, that's probably why I have to deal with that when I wake up in the morning. So that's the one pain in the ass of, of fasting that I don't like is having to pee all the time and having to, to, to drink all the time when you're doing a prolonged water fast. So that's, that's one of the pains in the asses. Um, you know, other than that, it, it's, it's pretty easy guys. I mean, the benefits, the benefits are, are tremendous. So listen, give it, give it a shot. Um, and you know, see, see how you like it. I mean, start a log on the forum and then kind of, that will kind of motiv motivate you to do it. And if you read uh, about fasting, there's so many benefits across the board that it's, it's almost like a, a miracle. It's almost like we're, we're like an infomercial telling you about all these benefits, but look, it's the laws of nature in nature. When an animal is hurt, it goes and it finds a little 
bunker somewhere or a cave and it goes in there and it, it hides for a few days and it fasts, it fasts and it rests. And then when it feels better, it gets out and it starts walking around and it gets back to, to normal life. It's the same thing, but we don't do that. We're too smart. We're too smart for ourselves living in the Western, Western world. We're too smart. We don't give our bodies a rest. And that's, uh, yeah, that's why we're so sick. That's why we have sky high diabetes, sky high cancer, sky high obesity, sky high heart disease. You know, a hundred years ago, we didn't have that. In the United States, we did not have that. It started coming around in the late seventies. That was when it started. And that was because people started eating nonstop and they started eating the wrong foods. So that caused the obesity and the diabetes and cancer to go out of control. So that's the key. So, you know, try to eat as clean as you can, a natural diet and learn these fasting techniques. I don't care if you're just a gym rat. I don't care if you're a pro bodybuilder, it does not matter. I can name a bunch of athletes that, that fast. Tom Brady, he fasts and he's still playing football at a high level even in his early forties, he's about 43 years old and he's still playing. He wants to play to 45. That's, that's crazy. It's fasting guys. It's, it, it's, that's his secret It's fasting. And he talks about it openly, but people don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. Rob Gronkowski, he fasts this big meathead, Rob Gronkowski, one of the best tight ends of all time. He fasts. A lot of these MMA guys, boxers, they fast. The Rock does fasting. He does fasting. He's talked about it. I can, I can name wrestlers. I can name athletes from all sports that fast. Some of the top uh, professionals. It's, it's really a weapon, guys. The problem is there's no profit in people telling you to fast. You know, that's not good for the restaurant industry. When I fasted for 19 days, I saved $800 off my food bill that month. So, I mean, it's not profitable for the food companies to, to be telling you this. There's no profit in it. So no one tells you. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, guys, it's a, it's a weapon. You should be utilizing it. You shouldn't be um, afraid of it. So, you know, talk, you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. And I'm here to, uh, to help you guys uh, guide you through it. So I hope you guys, you know, learn a lot from this podcast. You want to finish it up, Rick? Did a good job today, Steve. Great job, man. Great, great explanation. Everything was awesome. Um, we'll, we'll listen back to it, see what comments people have for us on, on the different platforms, and we'll see what's up. So make sure to pick up Steve's book on Amazon. Uh, make sure to come out to evolutionary.org and Elite Fitness and uh, ask some questions. Uh, hit Steve up on, on private message. And uh, it's a great podcast, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, you're welcome. I'm going to include a lot of stuff, guys, in the notes. If you're listening to this on other platforms, uh, you, you're not going to see, you may not see the links because those platforms don't allow links. But if you come on um, and you find it on evolution.org, you're going to see the links that I'm going to provide you, which are really worth the read. Spend, spend some time looking at this stuff. And I think you'll be impressed, guys. Like I said, five years ago, I was a skeptic too. People don't know that. People don't realize that on the forums who are uh, attacking me and name calling and just, you know, over this stuff. But they don't know that five years ago, I was a skeptic too. And I thought it was stupid. That fasting was stupid. 
But um, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, just hearing from Rick, a guy I respect, made me look into it. And you're listening to this, you respect me and you respect Rick for listening to this podcast, right? So, I mean, you know, check it out, guys. That's the key. That's the key. Getting this, getting these opinions from people that you respect and that know that what they're talking about. And you will, you, you know, that can, that will tap into some new knowledge for you. And that's what you have to do in fitness. One of the reasons why I've been fasting for so long and, and introduced it to to Steve and um, in my lifestyle for me to stay lean and stay non-fat, it was just easier to just not fucking eat uh, and eat in a small window than to, to try to prep up six meals uh, per day and, and do all these, uh, all these things. I could just reserve my, my feeding to two large healthy meals per day towards the nighttime and be done and be done with it. You know, just, and then in the mornings I just have uh, no calories because about the worst things you can do really is, is not eat uh, and then have like a bowl of cereal, just a, just a punch of sugar in the face. And then you don't eat. And then you punch more sugar into your body. That's just about the worst thing you can do. That's why a lot of you guys out there listening to this uh, might've had trouble losing weight, but you think you don't eat a lot. If you don't eat a lot, but then you have some bread and soda or something ridiculous like that, it's terrible. So I knew to stay away from sugar waters always. I knew not to have the, these, these things. So I'd say, look, I, I'm only going to eat healthy when I eat. And I don't have my, my lifestyle right now with work, with my gym grind, with, with the things that I do, uh, being uh, uh, living by myself, single for, for most of my life. It just, it just wasn't convenient to try to knock out six meals, six small meals a day. It just, just wasn't it. So I found time-restricted feeding. And I found... On days that I was either going for travel or, or I, and I just couldn't have anything healthy, then I would just have nothing at all. I just drink water and be fine with it. On days where I couldn't really get to some to eat something healthy, I'd make time. I would just bring a little bit of of protein powder in a, in a, in a little satch, and then I'd mix it with water somewhere in a water bottle. And maybe all I've had for the day was four scoops of, of, of whey protein spread out over a three, four hour period. And I just found that that kind of lifestyle just helped me stay lean pretty effortlessly. You know, most guys would rather prepare and find ways to have their little six meals a day to not, not go through the hunger, man. Once I stopped feeling hungry, it was just so convenient, so convenient. And then I just started finding the other health benefits right along the way. All the studies that came along, my, my, my blood test results have always been perfect. I mean, everything is just always on point, you know, all the way twenties, now I'm 40. Every time I get my, my regular checkup, everything is just perfect. And what has done it just time restricted feeding, fasting. It, it just fit into my busy lifestyle to stay lean and the health benefits were just, I just felt them. So I've started, I really started about five years ago, six years ago, started sharing it this with everybody, started sharing it with everybody I knew. Uh, my mother now fast uh, when she does, and she does a lot of keto um, or her, or herself, um, Steve, a couple other business acquaintances, people in my personal life, and anybody that gives it a shot, it changes their life. It completely it changes your life. I think it, 
I think it also makes you a happier person. I think that a lot of the grind and, and kind of misery that goes along with either being fat or trying to lose weight once you've let yourself get out of shape, I think fasting just makes everything so easy, so pleasant, so healthy. And there's just, just nothing like that euphoria on your second day of a, of a wet fast. Just that kind of euphoric, kind of weird feeling you get inside. And it really does, uh, you know, for, for I had some family members, people just a little bit overweight, tried fasting and they say, hey, you know, I, I did lose weight. I'm, I'm looking much better. But that thing that used to bother me, those those blemishes on my skin, that pain on my knee, you know, all these things, they're just kind of gone now. That my digestion issues, problems with this, problems with that, caffeine addiction even. You know, one of the things that I that I used to do with fasting is I would drink coffee, coffee, um, you know, during the day. Uh, and no no sugar, no cream, obviously, and then just eat my my meals in the afternoon. Uh, but once I started to get off of caffeine, uh, I felt like it was just easier to get off caffeine, starting off with a water fast for two days. So I'd have no caffeine anyway. And then now I'm, I'm at a point where I thought it would take me until New Year's to, to get off of caffeine after drinking coffee for so many years. And I haven't had coffee in about three days, three, four days now. It's been, it's been a few days now since I've had any coffee. So just what I do, just water fasted. And then on the other end of that short little water fast I did, just two days, two and a half days, guess what? I no longer crave coffee. I no longer need it. I don't want it anymore. So it, it really helps your body reset. The health benefits are there. You're going to feel great. And just for a lifestyle, man, if you're a busy individual, Maybe you don't have a, a wife at home that can help you with some of your meal prep. Maybe you're just a busy, busy guy. Best thing to you can do is time-restricted feeding and fasting. You'll stay lean and you won't go through a lot of bullshit to, to get the, to get, you know, to, to look lean and to get your calories in. All right, guys. Yeah. I mean, I think we covered a lot um, in this podcast for sure. Um, so Yep. We'll talk to you guys next week with another episode for Steve Smee and Rick. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Require legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.